are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to who? The always wonderful and might I add, handsome host of this podcast, multimedia journalist and graphic designer, Miller Thomas. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got a packed one for you guys today. I'm going to be telling you which trade candidate, according to MLB trade rumors, could be on the market. And according to Bleacher Report, which Diamondback could be traded. Also, the best free agent destinations ranked, according to Bleacher Report. And the five tiers of MLB free agents, according to MLB.com. We'll go through their first tier, tier five, their lowest tier, and see which players I think could be targeted by the D-backs, so a bunch of D-backs, trade targets, trade candidates, uh, free agent targets, all that and more. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast, Locked On Diamondbacks, to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I'll rate to the most reasonable round. Email me at LockedOnDimebacks at gmail.com to find out more. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Promo code LOCKEDON, 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's get into it. Let's first talk about that trade candidate, according to MLB Trade Rumors. And this is a guy I like a lot. I don't know how realistic it is of an option. I mean, they didn't really, uh, MLB Trade Rumors didn't really list any teams that might be going after him. They listed a few, and the D-backs weren't uh, on the short list of the few teams they named. But still, this is a position that the D-backs could use an upgrade at. And this is a player who they've seen pretty frequently. I'm talking about Trevor Story, and this guy... He's just an offensive machine, honestly. I mean, the Rockies produce a bunch of these offensive studs. And Trevor Story, just another one. I mean, he had that phenomenal rookie season where I don't know if he broke the home run rookie record, but I think he was pretty close. He probably would have broken it considering he had 27 bombs in just 97 games. And the, the negative rap against Trevor Story early in his career is that he just struck out too much. And that was true. In the second season, he struck out 191 times led the National League in strikeouts in 2017, but I'm okay with you striking out a decent amount when you're going to be batting 290, getting on base about 350, and your OPS is going to be above 900. Those marks are okay. He's usually a guy driving in over 80 ribbies. He's a 35 home run kind of guy. He can do a lot for you offensively, and for the Diamondbacks, he plays shortstop. We know we have Nick Ahmed there. He's a homegrown guy. I love Ahmed for that reason, but Trevor Story, I could get. He's if he's on the market, that changes everything. And yeah, Story is not the defender that Nick Ahmed is, but it's night and day offensively. I mean, Nick Ahmed plays great defense, but I don't think that's outpacing the offense that Trevor Story could bring. I mean, Trevor Story's uh, 2020 season, even though it was short, 
He had 11 home runs, actually led the National League in stolen bases because I don't even think we consider this guy a burner. Uh, and uh, the last couple of years, he's really picked up his speed somehow. 27 stolen bases in 2018, 23 stolen bases in 2019, and the 15 this season to lead the National League. That's pretty impressive. He also led the National League in triples. So not only did he have 11 home runs, he had four triples and brought him to that 519 slugging percentage, which actually is kind of low for him considering he's a career 535 slugger. But this guy's got straight power, gap power, home run power. He's got all kind of power. Hit a war of uh, 2.1, so that's a little low this season. But it was 6.1 last year in 2019. And the great thing about Trevor Story is that he's on one more year of a team-controlled contract. He's expected to make, I think, about 20, uh, $18.5 million in 2021, I think, through arbitration. I might be wrong about that, but $18.5 million he's scheduled to make in 2021, and that's a good amount of money, but this is the last year of a, con- of a controlled contract, and then you can send him a qualifying offer, and if he leaves your team, you'll get at least conversation back. So if you know, you know if you're trading for Trevor Story this winter, at the very worst, if he leaves or at least get a pick back. And so I think that's enticing for the Diamondbacks. You give up, you know, maybe one of your top prospects uh, for Trevor Story. Maybe you give up a positional player as well, you know, an everyday starter, uh, uh, everyday rotation player, everyday starter in the outfield, infield, whatever it may be, just a big leaguer, maybe a, a prospect or two. And I think it can net Trevor Story, who's still very young, still only going to be, he's only 27, going to be 28 in 10 days. And I think the guy just phenomenal offensively. I think in the middle of the lineup, that guy could be huge. Uh, The strikeout rate is starting to get better as he spends more time in baseball and gets more adjusted to the game. I mean, he's entering year, I think, six now. So he's been around the sport for a hot minute. Yes, entering year six. And I really like him a lot. And one guy that I think uh, could be traded on the Dimebacks for Uh, Trevor Story is a guy that was mentioned in this Bleacher Report article because it was a top 10 underrated trade or under the radar trade candidates. And one of the guys they had on their list, Bleacher Report did, was David Peralta. And the little excerpt they wrote for David Peralta is a Silver Slugger winner in 2018, a Gold Glove winner in 2019. David Peralta hit 300, 339, 433 slash line with 16 extra... 16 extra base hits and 218 plate appearances this past season. The 33-year-old avoided arbitration last January with a three-year $22 million contract. He still owed another $15 million on that contract over the next two seasons. So he's not a high, very high-paying player. He's a guy who is very solid for you offensively, going to play great defense, and is great with runners in scoring position. So for the Rockies, they might have a you know a need at that they might have a need in left field. I don't know how much they love Tapia. I don't know if they think that's his left fielder of the future, but Dave Peralta over the next two years for about, you know, his next two years are going to be cheaper than what you're paying Trevor Story next season. The Rockies right now don't seem like a team that wants to increase their payroll. They were already talking about maybe moving Nolan Arenado last season. And now Arenado's coming off a bit of a subpar, subpar performance. Yes, it was still 60 games, but... 
he didn't live up to normal Nolan Arenado standards. And maybe the DA back shot to really swing for the fences and go for Arenado. I would really love that. I would like that even more than Trevor Story. But if the D-backs would go out there and try to get Trevor Story, I think a David Peralta for Trevor Story deal could be in play. Uh, I don't know how likely it is, but I think that could be a deal that gets done, a prospect. David Peralta for Trevor Story. I don't know who says no to that. Rockies would get back an everyday left fielder, gold glover, silver slugger, a guy that could be consistent at that top of the lineup and come through for you with runners in scoring position. And then the Diamondbacks get a huge upgrade in the infield, uh, even better offensive player than David Peralta. And then it gives them the flexibility to maybe go out and sign someone else to play outfield. It gives them the flexibility to maybe uh, promote one of their young uh, outfield prospects like a Christian Robinson or Alec Thomas. So I would like that deal a lot for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I don't know if they have the gall to go out there and spend the money on a player like Trevor Story, who after this season, when he is up and uh, contract eligible, when he's ready to hit that free agent market, I don't know if the D-backs are going to be ready to pony up, uh, what, five years, $150 million, somewhere, something like that, you know, 10 years, you know, one, uh, 10 years, 220, something like that for Trevor Story, maybe 250. I don't know if the D-backs want to shell out that kind of money. And they're always a team that's trying to cut payroll instead of expand payroll. So the Trevor Story thing is definitely a long shot. But considering he, considering he might be a trade candidate, he might be on the market and the Rockies might be looking to move one of their bigger name players uh, on more expensive contracts. He's definitely a guy that I would target and try to swing at the fences for. And if Nolan Arenado is on the market too, then I think the D-backs should try to swing for the fences for both of those players. Now coming up, well, look at MLB.com's free agent tiers and figure out which guy the D-backs, which players the D-backs could target in free agency. But first, let me tell you guys about BuiltBar.com because they're backed. They're more improved, and they're more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors, but six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're both soft and easy to chew. Built bars are healthy. They're great for the health-conscious guy like me because they help me lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com right now because they reset their promo code for this relaunch. You get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. And we're going to talk about those free agent tiers of MLB.com. But before that, I actually want to talk about this other Bleacher Report article where they ranked all 30 MLB teams as free agent destinations this winter. They broke it down by a couple things. They looked at their budget. They looked at their contention windows. And then they kind of broke it down into tiers. The first tier was rebuilders. The D-backs didn't fall into that first tier, but they fell into their second tier, the in-betweeners. They ranked the D-backs as 22nd best 
uh, organization as a free agent destination. Actually ahead of teams like the Rockies at 25 and the Red Sox at 24, which I think you might be surprised by. But D-backs at 22nd. They have their projected 2021 payroll at 73.8 million dollars. And this is the excerpt they wrote for the D-backs. The Arizona Diamondbacks pushed their chips in on 2020 by signing key free agents such as outfielder starring Marte and left-hander Madison Bumgarner. Pretty sure they traded for Mar- Marte. They didn't sign him, so that's an error. Um, Bleach Report. It didn't work out as as. It didn't work out as Bumgarner struggled through an injury-marred season. Marte was traded at the deadline, and the Snakes finished last in the NL West. Like other clubs, they're on the retool rebuild bubble, but they will likely be cautious about giving out any guarded contracts. And I agree with that. I don't think they're rebuilding at all, but I do think they want to retool. I think they look at some players on this team that underperformed, and they might really want to move them. A guy like Eduardo Espar. I don't know about his long-term future with the team. The team definitely wants to go out and get a center fielder they might get a second baseman if they want to move Marte to center field they might want to upgrade shortstop they might take a look at that rotation that bullpen definitely needs to be retooled so there are definitely things that the D-backs want to do but in terms of a culture in terms of a destination I mean you'll be living in Arizona it's hot during the summers so that's pretty sucky for baseball but outside of that you're gonna have great weather most of the time you never have to worry about winter coat winter jacket the D-backs front office is pretty good they're pretty transparent. Mike Hazen is going to make moves that try, that's going to try to help this team. It's a small market uh, mindset, but they're trying to play big and they're trying to go out there and win World Series and not just be relevant. Tori Lovello, both guys, Mike Hazen and Tori Lovello from the Red Sox organization. So they know what it means to win. They know what a winning culture looks like and they know what it takes to have a championship mindset and mentality. So I think that plays well for free agents. I think free agents are probably... I'm not saying Tori Lovello and Mike Hazen are out there recruiting superstar level free agents, but I think, you know, the lower end tier free agents, I think they look at the organization, the stability that the Diamondbacks have, and they say that's a, you know, a pretty good situation. And they're trying to, there's talent on this roster. The D-backs are trying to make the playoffs, and who knows, maybe a free agent looks at the destination and say, no, that, that team's only a piece or two away, and maybe I'm that missing piece that could get them over the hump. So if a free agent has that kind of mindset, then they will, they will definitely be welcomed. And this team still has potential for 2021. I'm not writing them off. I'm not going to have the same hopes I have for them entering the 2020 season, but I'm not going to write them off for 2021 just yet. Not till I see the offseason, not till I see what kind of moves get made. Uh, once I see that, once I, I am able to see what this team looks like on paper entering the 2021 season, then we'll come back, we'll reevaluate what this team looks like and their projections for next season. But right now, I still believe in this team. I still think they have a shot at 2021, even if they stand pat, but I wouldn't love their chances. So I definitely think they need to make some upgrades and I definitely don't think they're the worst free agent destination out there I mean I think there's the worst teams uh, ahead of the Diamondbacks when you look at this I mean I I don't think the Oakland A's are a very good free agent destination they never spend money they never seem to be all in even though that's their alleged uh you know their alleged philosophy being all in with money uh with money ball so I'd rather go to the Arizona Diamondbacks and you know spend my time there as a free agent as opposed to going to a team like the Oakland A's and now let's see how this plays into a part with the MLB.com article of the free agent tier rankings because the D-backs are the 22nd 
biggest free agent destination in baseball, then these tier five free agents are probably the easiest for them to get. MLB.com wrote five tiers for their free agents, and this is tier five. So we'll just look at this list quickly and just say in or out on these free agents for the Arizona Diamondbacks. All right, starting with Chris Archer. This guy is 32 years old. He's, you know, he's been struggling with the Pirates. Uh, he hasn't been that same guy that we've seen in his earlier days with the Rays. So do I think this guy could be a, a valuable piece in this rotation? Probably. But do I want the Diamondbacks to get him? Probably not. He hasn't... He hasn't really been that good since 2015, which was five years or so, five years ago. So I'm out on uh, I'm out on Chris Archer. Next, Sean Doolittle, All Star with the Nationals in 2018, mediocre 2019. I would be in on Sean Doolittle. Maybe he could have a little rejuvenation of a career. Uh, 2020 was pretty bad for him. 2019 was pretty bad for him too. But he's been a pretty good pitcher throughout his career before that. So hopefully he has a bounce back season with the D-backs. I would be in on the D-backs getting him. Adam Eaton, outfielder. He's a solid defensive outfielder. He does a not. It does a few good things for you offensively as well. But he's not a guy I'm very high on. Out on Adam Eaton. Edwin Encarcion is next. He's 38. He's a slugger. He's still got pop. 10 home runs in 44 games this season with the White Sox. But the age, uh, you know, he can't really do anything for you outside of DH. And we're not too sure if the National League is gonna have a DH next season. So Encarcion, I'm out. Brett Garner, I love this guy. He gets on base. He can steal bases. He hits for a solid average, a good contact guy, but he's 37. He's not the same guy he used to be, and I do like Brett Gardner as a cheap option, a platoon option, so I'm in on Brett Gardner, actually. I don't want him to be an everyday outfielder for the Dimebacks, but if he could be the fourth outfielder, a platoon situation, I think I would be all in on that. Next, Marwin Gonzalez. This guy has usually been, uh, he's been pretty solid in his career, but he's not hes not any kind of superstar or anything like that. If you look at his 2020 season with the Twins, he only bad 211, OBP below 300. But last season, 2019, his numbers were more respectable. About a 15 home run kind of guy, you know, he, he hit 23 home runs back in 2017 with Houston, where a very good average in OBP. So he's shown it before. He's actually finished 19th in MVP voting back in 20. 17 but I don't think I want a guy like that his contract might be too much I don't think he's gonna be a a good enough of an upgrade in that outfield spot for the contract that he's probably gonna garner so I'm out on Marwin Gonzalez Corey Kluber he's an interesting guy we've seen him as a Cy Young candidate before but I think Kluber's best days might be behind him and this D-backs rotation can really use a high-end starter they could really use someone who you know is it looks a lot better than Corey Kluber. 2019 was not very good to Kluber. He barely, he, he only pitched one inning this season, but he was good as recently as 2018 when he finished third in Cy Young voting. So if he could get back to that, then I would be all in on Corey Kluber, but we haven't seen it for two years now. I'm not too sure. Even though I was in on a guy like Sean Doolittle, I just think the money might be too much for a guy like Corey Kluber. Jake McGee, left-handed pitcher. I'm in on Jake McGee. Relief pitcher had a 2.66 ERA in 24 outings. I thought he had a pretty good season, and I think I'm in on Jake McGee because the D-backs could definitely use some more relievers. Next on this list is one second. Let me whoop, let me pull it up. All right, next on this list is Daniel Murphy and. Daniel Murphy's an infielder, but he's older, 36 years old. He's very productive, uh, 
but he's not as productive as he once was. 2020 was a real down season for him. I don't really see a, a positional need for him or positional fit for him. So for that reason, out on Daniel Murphy. Wilson Ramos next. Catcher, he's, you know, older. He's got Excuse me, he's going to be 34 years old. He's averaged about 16 home runs a season from 2016 to 2019. But D-backs have Carson Kelly, a young stud who could do that same home run production. Steven Vogt as their veteran catcher already. So I'm out on a Wilson Ramos. Josh Reddick, right fielder. He's been a he's we've seen the power from him back in thir, uh, 2012, but with 32 home runs, but we haven't seen it since. He's just a middling outfielder. He's average, he's solid, but the D backs already have Cole Calhoun and David Peralta, two guys that give you Josh Reddick kind of talent, but I think more steady production and more uh, more of a higher ceiling than Josh Reddick. I think Reddick is a nice floor guy, but I don't think he has a high ceiling. So for that reason, I'm out. And then last but not least, Justin Wilson. This is a left-handed pitcher. And most pitchers I'm going to be in on just because the D-backs have such a need both in the starting rotation and in relief. And Justin Wilson was pretty good this season. Pitched 19 innings for the Mets. 3.66 ERA, 10.5 strikeouts per nine. Walks per nine was a little high at 4.1. But I'll be in on him as a bottom-tier free agent. A guy who seems like he pitched in the back end of your bullpen. Finished two games for you. To finish two games this season for the Mets, no saves though. I think I would be in on Justin Wilson. He saved four games last year. He saved 13 games back in 2017. So he has some closing experience. And maybe he could be a sneaky closer for the D-backs. Only going to be 33. And I think relievers are able to last longer than pretty much any other position in baseball. So for that reason, I'm in on Justin Wilson. Now, that's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Come back tomorrow because it's going to be Friday, so it's going to be the last day of podcast for the week. Hope everyone enjoyed today's podcast. It's the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast, your team every day. Come back tomorrow. And as always, follow me on Twitter, at CreatorThomas24 on Twitter, at Locked on Diamondbacks on Twitter and Instagram. And everyone, stay safe and stay healthy out there. Deuces!